Good afternoon. We're back in the box again. Elliot and I, I'm Daryl Skinner. And I'm Elliot Anderson. And we got one of our special guests again, our colonel. I had no idea we were in the box. I'd like to have an attorney. <laughs> no, it's not, it's not that kind of box. No, we, we got an opportunity to talk in this box, so that's a good thing. Uh, again, we, 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 we are getting back to some of the issues or things or good things that are going on in Chesterfield County Police Department with our colonel, Colonel Katz. And Elliot and I, uh, we asked the colonel to come back in because we've been talking about recruiting that's the big thing that we do in our unit and um we went over uh, the heart of a person is what the colonel looks for in in the, in the applicants and and the, the people that are coming to the police department and also we talked to our background investigators mm-hmm. um and then we spoke to once they finished their background we talked to the academy staff Mm-hmm. And that was a that was pretty good. That was a good that, that was a good good conversation. Great conversation. And so we felt let's bring the colonel back and and talk more about not only the heart of what he's looking for in a in a in a person, but also um, the vision of the police department. What we see Chesterfield with the climate that we have right now in our country, uh, bad or good or whatever you want to look at it, but. We got good things going on in Chesterfield County. So That's right. What's the best thing to do is bring our colonel in and talk about that. I appreciate that. You know, and, and truth of the matter is we're not defined by what's happening throughout the nation. We're defined by what's happening on every call, every community contact that we have here in Chesterfield County uh, and the quality of the service that we provide our community. And so, um, you know, there, there are a lot of people that want to draw broad stereotypes about law yes. enforcement in yes. general based on isolated incidents mm-hmm. that are that are uh, in some cases uh, disgusting and 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 dreadful. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's no question about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and but the fact of the matter is, you know, we have over 370 million contacts with members of the public in any given year in this mm-hmm. country, and uh, we should not and cannot be defined uh, by a handful of them. Amen. Okay. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Colonel, let me ask you. We have talked to, like Darrell said. We've talked about the training academy, recruiting, and what you believe makes a good officer. We have. Reached staffing, I believe in our first podcast, you said we reached staffing the first time in 25 years, but we're still hiring. Right. And since that time, that announcement, I believe we've gotten another 15 positions through a grant. You want to talk a little bit more about, because I've gotten a couple of calls from people wondering if we're still hiring or if we took capacity, but we are actually still hiring. Oh, certainly. Yeah. When I I got here almost three years ago, I did an assessment uh, along with the command staff and members of the community members of the department, I asked questions, a lot of questions. I wanted to know what were we doing right? What what did we have opportunities to expand on in terms of our, our ability to provide services to the community? And one of the things that I noticed was that uh, we were, were really understaffed in specific areas relating to special victims. Mm-hmm. So we've doubled the size of our special victims unit in the last three years. And, and uh, we were we're focusing on things like human trafficking, mm-hmm. right? Um, internet crimes against children, um, ex- exploitation of the elderly, oh, right? right. So, so there are things that we're doing now and resources that we're, we're providing our community that we had never provided before. And our community is growing older, so it makes sense to have a dedicated mm-hmm. resource mm-hmm. for this, uh, right. both from the investigation and prosecution standpoint, but also to the educational standpoint to help prevent this stuff right. from happening. Right. Um, so, you know, that's one of the things that we've done in terms of using the DOJ grant. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, uh, our, our readiness and preparation to be responsive to targeted violence in, you know, workplaces and schools and things like that. We have resources allocated for that, that purpose as well. But we, you know, a department of our size, 550 sworn officers, 
we're going to have people retire yeah. uh, a couple of people a month. Mm-hmm. On average, mm-hmm. I think we lose about two people a month to regularly earned retirement. Right. Uh, and so we always have a transition, uh, a, a transition period. So we're we're always going to be hiring, right? And and the one thing that I have seen in the hiring, and especially with again, we talk about the uh, climate that we're in right now, we're still getting officers that are applying for Chesapeake County Police Department from outside of our county. Absolutely, uh, that, that already have the background, has the the uh, education, and, and been officers in other areas mm-hmm. are, are putting in to come to Chesterfield. So that tells me that the uh, the the environment in which we have, they like it. People, they like what we have. They like what you're doing. Well, I think they like what the organization is doing, what the organization stands for. And, you know, the, the fact of the matter is, you know, we are responding to a noble calling and we're not shy about saying we're proud of our people for the work they do. Um, our politicians are not shy about supporting mm-hmm. the police mm-hmm. department and the work that we do. And sometimes... You know, we are involved in things that are unpopular and controversial by nature, by the nature of the fact that law enforcement always gets called to really terrible and horrific things. Mm-hmm. Like we never get right. called to the good yeah, stuff. Exactly. Right. Yeah. And so sometimes <laughs> the outcomes of these things are, you know, the very best outcome is that somebody goes to jail. Mm-hmm. Sometimes mm-hmm. that's the very best outcome of a really bad scenario. Yeah, exactly. And sometimes that's a controversial uh, situation mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, because let's face it, you know, it's it, whether you're a school teacher, a flight attendant a police officer, right. you know, society is really uh, today has very little appetite for the exercise of formal authority. Right. But right. that is what when our community members call us and they ask us to come and help resolve a situation, it's a situation that has transcended their capability of handling it. They mm-hmm. need someone yeah, exactly. with an expertise to deal yeah. with it. And, uh, and and so we come into those situations and, you know, to always expect a positive outcome in mm-hmm. those situations is really not a realistic uh, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. I, I know you said expanding units like special victims has been one of your initiatives, mm-hmm. um, but also I'm aware that we receive some type of accolade. I don't recall exactly from the National Center of Missing and Exploited Children. Right. Um, can you speak a little bit about that? I know a lot of times people hear ch- police chiefs and mm-hmm. leaders in general speaking about what we're going to do, but this is actually putting the work in to be able to successfully do that. Right. Yeah, it's something we... Uh, we put in our strategic goals this year, and that was to become a partner agency with the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. We are the first police department in the Commonwealth of Virginia to achieve this, uh, and I believe the seventh emergency communication wow. center to achieve it. So that's great. That's when awesome. our when our members of our community contact the police about a, you know a missing juvenile, for example, the, uh, everybody from the call taker that takes that call up through uh, the folks in my office and, and 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 me, we have all gone through additional. Uh, training. Mm-hmm. Our policies have been reviewed and vetted for best practices as it relates to uh, missing and exploited children. Um, and so everybody in the department has undergone uh, a, a series of courses and our policies have been reviewed by an outside entity. So I think we're of 18,000 police departments in the United States, wow. we're like the 55th or 56th agency to get this partnership mm-hmm. and the first in the Commonwealth. Wow. So that's pretty good. excited about that. But, that, you know, that's very much in alignment with our commitment to protect the vulnerable. Okay. Right. Yeah. And if I, if I would go back, Colonel, how what what make you, you, you chose you chose Chesterfield County Police Department? And if I was a, as a citizen of the county. How do I get to know you? How, how do I get your history of what made you come to Chesterfield County? What made me come to Chesterfield County was, uh, you know, I, I grew up in South Florida. I spent most of my career in, uh, in Broward and Palm Beach counties. Okay. 
And uh, in the early uh, 2000s or 1999, around there, uh, I was a high liability instructor. So I was a, a, a instructor in things like defensive tactics and firearms, pepper spray, the things that get you sued, right? Okay. So I was a high liability instructor <laughs> in my agency. And uh, I came to Richmond for a joint conference that was put on by Richmond, Henrico, Chesterfield, okay. and I believe VSP. And I remember the honor guard, and I remember somebody wearing a green uniform, and I thought to myself, that is neat. That is a neat uniform. You don't see that very right, often. Right. And uh, I happened to speak to someone in the conference, and they said, oh, yeah, Chesterfield, you know, that is a really good department. So it's just weird, odd, right? Yeah. But, uh, you know, 20 years later, I see this position open up in Chesterfield, and I remember that conversation. Mm -hmm. And funny enough, my childhood mentor who lived next door to me as a kid, I knew he was from Richmond. I didn't know he was from Chesterfield. Oh, wow. And, uh, and when I was announced as the chief, he called me up and he said, uh, you know, my wife and I would <laughs> like to come to your swearing in. Oh, and wow. uh, it was crazy because yeah. this guy was uh, was really my main childhood mentor as mm -hmm, a kid. Mm -hmm. Now, how does your family right now, have they adopted to the area? Um, oh, they've everybody, everybody has moved to Chesterfield. My oh, mom wow. just listed her house this week. She's moving. Uh, my little sister moved. Uh, my mother-in-law moved. I mean, it's a, it's awesome. a, uh, it's a, um, I don't know. If so the Katz family has been good for the real estate taxes. <laughs> yeah, <family>. yeah. <laughs> Nobody realized that this was going to be an economic, an economic, an boom. economic boom for us. We um, appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. Good. Um, and I, I don't know if I mischaracterized when I said mother-in-law. What I meant was my <laughs> my sister's husband's mom moved here. So I don't know what that would from be. from Florida as well. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. So okay. I guess that's a. Family. Um, family. Fa she's yeah. family. Yeah, she's family. Family. But again, again, yeah. we, we, we talk about some of the things of bringing you to Chesterfield, bringing your policies and your, your vision. Mm -hmm. uh, where do you see our, our, our department at now? I mean, we got some of the accolades from the state, from the nation and things of that sort. But right. as, as officers, patrol officers moving up in the organization, what do you see them doing better or what they can do to move up in it? I see, I see greatness all around me. You know, when I came here, I said, I'm not going to try to make this my agency. Oh, I'm going to become part of this agency. I'm going to learn from those who are doing it and doing it well, because mm -hmm. this is a really good department. Um, and, and I didn't want to change what it, what it was. What I wanted to do was learn more about it, listen to voices of stakeholders all around me, and see what can we do to advance every element of this department into the next level. Uh, and I think that's what we have begun doing. Yeah. You know, we've, yeah. we've instituted a lot of changes in the last couple of years, but every one of those changes has been inspired by folks that either live in this community mm -hmm. or work in this mm -hmm. department. Mm -hmm. I take no credit for any of the stuff that's been done, um, aside from the fact that we've facilitated it happening. Right. You know? Right. But right. but all of the best ideas that we've pursued, these were all organic, and these were all things that came from within. And that's good. We just listened to staff and made exactly. stuff happen. And it seems yeah. like you're listening to us as well, right? listening to the units, listening to the guys that, that are on the street doing the things that they're supposed to do, which I do love. I remember when you first came out here and I heard your unit number on a call or on a traffic stop. Right. And I was like, oh, wow, is that number one for real? <laughs> right. Yeah. She's running from yeah. me. <laughs> Do you, yeah. know how, do, you know, do you know how many cell phones probably went off that day? Probably like, like is that, who is that? What's is going right? on? Yeah. So that that's good. That and that that shows the 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 the, the people that are working. You you're on board. We're on board with you. 
and that and that's a good thing. And you I, still I'll, do ride-alongs and go out on the road, right? My favorite. Th- I've got a I've got a marked car. My favorite thing in the world to do is to get in a uniform and go out. And I like to be up in zone one, and I like to work the road. Oh. I love to do it. You know, you you cannot lose sight of the fact that at our core, regardless of our rank or assignment, we're police officers, right. and our job is to serve the community. Yeah. So none of us are above that, and none of us should ever lose sight that of that. That is good to hear. That yes. Is, that is really good to hear. And it's yeah. especially it's especially important in this environment. Yeah. And uh, I, 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 I refer to it as the dirty work. You know, when, when COVID hit and there's a concern about infection, you know, I, I wanted to be out there. Mm-hmm. I wanted, Because I wanted people to see that I was willing to do the same work when, when, when times are tough. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's essential. That's important. Yeah, I agree. I agree. You got any breaking news you want to share first here on the podcast? Anything significant coming up that people don't know about? Well, yes, Elliot. Actually, I'm glad you asked me. I've decided for, um, you know, as we enter autumn, which has become my favorite season, I am going to grow out my bangs. So, okay. Okay. Um, that's going to be a thing. What? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, that's a good thing. I said go for it. Go for it. Yeah. Go for it. Um, Might change the look a little bit. But. It's going right. to total. I'm going to look like Friar Tuck. Is really what's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I know one of, one of the big things has been really popular that you facilitated. I, I, I've heard you facilitated was the No Shave November. Yes. Yes. And we are approaching that about 45 days. Is that mm-hmm. going to happen again this year or? What's the situation with that? It, it, <laughs> and what's the situation with that? <laughs> you usually say that when you're recruiting people. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll tell you this. Uh, the No Shave November has been a uh, significant fundraiser for oh. a number of uh, special causes. We've had some officers that have experienced hardships, mm-hmm. uh, and we've been able to raise some money to assist them with medical issues and oh, such. Awesome. And, um, and so, yeah, I definitely uh, intend to do this again. Um, and you know, to be real honest with you, I'm, I'm strongly leaning toward not, um, ending no shave November. I'm, I'm, I'm strongly absolutely breaking news. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, you know what? The thing is, I think we have to do a better job of focusing on the inside of the individual that's Mm. serving. And, you know, we all have kind of an idea of what a, what a police officer should look like in terms of professionalism. Mm -hmm. But in many respects, I think we also have to recognize that in doing so and in narrowing that scope, we cause people in our community to, to feel like there aren't people in the police department that, that look like, like them, them. Yes. Uh, that represent right. them and, right. and their ideals. Absolutely. And, I, and I think that, you know, the, the, the component of not, uh, not judging people by, by their appearance really has to be something that we model mm-hmm. at the police administration level right. before we even expect our, our officers to do it. And our officers already do it. Right. You know, our right. officers inherently do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I do think that it's time to consider um, loosening, not that standard, but loosening that perspective and allowing people to be more of who they are. Right. Being more real and more authentic and celebrating the unique people and personalities yeah, that we hire. Good. We hire yes. great people. Yes, we do. And then sometimes we force them to fit our mold. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are things that I think that are non-negotiable. Mm-hmm. And then I think there are things sure. like facial hair that oh, yeah. that really, really is negotiable. Now, I wouldn't change this look because I, I like I wouldn't change I like that. Daryl. Daryl, if I look like you, I wouldn't I, change I wouldn't change thing. this look with the hair. Nice and tender. Nice. <laughs> but that, but again, when you when you think about that, I mean, we 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 do live live in a society that 
we look at it and say, well, that person is not a police officer, but they should be a police officer because everything, all the other qualities that Absolutely. they have are, are there, but because they didn't shave or, or whatever they have that we look at that's not that police and that 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 look that we look for I, I, that's good Kind of, that's it's absolutely good that is excellent. and we've seen an evolution in policing where in, in the past when i was yep. younger when mm-hmm. we were younger you exactly. had to be a certain height, height. so right. if you didn't exactly. meet the height requirement right. you couldn't do it exactly right. we've exactly. gone from you got to have your hat on mm-hmm. even if it's three o'clock in the morning <laughs> yes you got to have your hat on when nobody's going to see you mm-hmm. and you're fighting mm-hmm. in the middle of the road you gotta get that head out of that car and put it on and other practical things like there's still departments that wear clarino shoes only right that are not practical in the snow and the rain and ice and the mud um, and it's a cost factor as yeah. well. If the departments continue to pay to replace those items, we simply could have had a pair of boots and times, t- have, times changed. have changed. And, yes. you know, and that's another reason why it's so important that police administrators actually work the road and direct traffic. Yes. Have you directed traffic in Clarino shoes? Oh, oh my gosh. When you, when you do that once, you, you will not, know. you will not yeah. mandate that everybody wear Clarino yeah. shoes, you yes. know, and, and that is just so important. Good for you. Yes. yes. Yeah. That's you good. feel like you've been walking on a box of jack rocks when, when you're standing when up. You're done doing after weather, that. Doing yeah, the weather, doing the weather uh, and the storms doing the, doing and all storms that. Storms and all that. Yeah, yeah no right. question. Good for you. Well, I appreciate your time today, Colonel. Yes. I think it's been a, a good conversation, revealing, and um, always get good for the public to get to know us personally. Yep. Shows the humanizing the badge is a project that we had worked on before, and I think mm-hmm. this is just a continuation of that. And thank you, definitely. Thank you for your time. Well, I'll tell you, you know, one of the favorite quotes that I've ever heard in my career came from uh, James Comey, a former director of the FBI. And he said, um, you know, it's hard to hate up close. And uh, and I've always kind of really embraced that sense because it is so difficult when you get to know people yep. to not like them. Man, like you know, yes, the truth is, like you know, people are good, mm-hmm. good natured. Yes. You know, I've been doing this job almost 30 years and so have you guys. Yes. And, and and you know, even though we've seen the worst of human nature, mm-hmm. we, we've also seen the best. Yes, and I still fundamentally believe, and I think those with longevity in this career still mm-hmm. fundamentally believe that people are good. good. Yes. And people all you good. need they to do good. is get to yes. know people. Yep. And if you have strong feelings about someone or a class of people that you don't know personally, then you've been brainwashed. Right. Exactly. You've been programmed. Exactly. Um, and it takes courage. It takes courage not to not to be programmed. Good for you. It does. Good so. for you. Well, you, you you heard it in the box. I mean, this is another episode of uh, this is our fourth. So we're going to start giving it out to the community now. Let them see or hear it. And uh, we appreciate your time, Colonel. Thank you. You Thank didn't you have to do much. that, but we really Thank appreciate you. that. It's always my pleasure. Thank you. And remember, you hear breaking news right here in the box with Daryl Skinner and Elliot Anderson. <laughs> I knew you were going to do that. <laughs> bye bye, Bowie. Thank you for listening to the Chesterfield County Police Department podcast. This episode was written by Daryl Skinner, sound engineer Chris Rizzuti. We are the Chesterfield County Police Department representing Chesterfield County, Virginia. Check us out online at chesterfieldpd.com.